everyone is discovering the working from home. How do we create that coffee time environment when we exchange those few minutes conversation and then we found the code. Urban Jungle brings stories from people around the globe that design and build a better world. I am Magda Flores and this is Urban Jungle. Welcome. Hi, this is a conversation with Christina Sabian, CEO and founder of BeWise. Today we talk about the challenges faced in the virtual world. Hi, Christina, how are you? Hi, thank you, Magda. Thanks for having me. A pleasure. Now, to picture where you are, would you describe a place you like to visit near you? Or tell us, whereabouts are you? <laughs> I'm actually on the other side of the world. Um, I'm in Melbourne, Australia. Oh, fantastic. So tell us a little bit about a nice place in Australia that we should actually visit there in Melbourne. So this is interesting. So I've been sharing my life with an Australian for the last 10 years who is from Sydney, who happened to get a job in Melbourne, Australia. And we decided it was a great idea to move uh, here. And yes, I was living my international lifestyle and I happened to get in stuck in complete lockdown in a city I don't know so I wouldn't say I know many places in down here I am actually still trying to discover it the Great Austin Road is amazing I would say Melbourne is so much more European and then the rest of Australia but then definitely you can't miss the center like Anna Springs and the Outback it's absolutely stunning Oh, fantastic. I bet that's a little bit different from Torino, North Italy. Yes, yes, my hometown. Well, talking about an international life, because we're talking about the virtual world. So in the last year, we have seen a huge shift. Business sectors that traditionally operated face-to-face now have moved into the remote and virtual world. And you have been living and working virtually for quite a few years. So can you give us a bit of an example of virtual work that you have done? This year is interesting because everyone is discovering the working from home and this smart way of working. I actually started working remotely in January 2013. So it's been quite some times for me. And I found fascinating because my, for my partner, it's the first time. He never worked from home. He finally understands what it's like and the challenges that when you're on a call, you cannot be disturbed. And when you're at home, <laughs> it means you are working. Yeah. It's not just that you can just do whatever you have to do, which includes opening the door. It's, uh, yes, I've been working from home for a very long time. I used to work for Autodesk and uh, I had a traveling job. So I was traveling sometimes up to like 70% of the time and then the rest I was working from home. Also, one of the things I did and uh, I was actually representative of the 100 home workers in UK because companies like international companies it's very very common that the way they set up like they in remotely for many many years right it's very common to have people in the middle of the country for example in UK very very far away from office any office so they never have actually happened uh, to go and meet any of the colleagues now there is a lot of like sharing of practices or how do you work from home how do you do work balance it actually took me quite some times because it's so easy not to shut down 
you, there is no time off. You're always in front of your desk and then you realize you've been sitting down for six hours straight. You have not had a break. You have not had lunch and you haven't been to the toilet. <laughs> and it's just so easy to do. Here it's like my, I would say, tip number one. Yes, there are a lot of benefits on working from home, but it does take some time to learn how to balance out. So for example, like booking the lunch, yeah, on your calendar, a block time in your calendar, book that because it's so easy to do. The things that you have to do during the day, those 10, 15 minutes, book it, run my own company um, and been doing that for a few years, working, you know, very internationally. I was literally living on a plane up to COVID, balancing my time between Europe and Australia. And it's just interesting now. I can see the big companies, they actually started, they don't have, no longer, they have like this one hour meetings. They have 45 minutes, the 50 minutes as a default, as a default, which is very interesting because they obviously notice you do need that few minutes down to just reset your brain to the next meeting because it's so easy to just, you know, your brain is going to explode. So I can see a lot of people adapted, like the big companies, they adapted very, you know, quickly. And now finally for people like us, they've been working in digital transformation, the construction industry for a very long time. It's amazing, right? Everything like it's an opportunity, you know, this pandemic is an opportunity to move digitally for many, many, you know, industries. But one of the things that and the dynamics, they're still a bit uncertain on what is going to happen is, for example, you know, we all know each other from the office so the bonding the team bonding and started working together us already went through that and then we just moved to virtual world right so the one of the most difficult dynamics i actually came across especially when i was start gathering this feedback because from the home workers for example you know i'm at autodesk is the sense of belonging and the fact that the team environment they don't, if you don't know the people yes you can see maybe start meeting them you know face to face but the dynamics of spending a few minutes to get to know each other, to see, you know, how you day and where you live and everything and kind of like be what a personal uh, life doesn't necessarily happen because there is not that coffee time, right? So how do you maintain that social interaction? Because of course, if we have uh, next to no time between one meeting and the other, do you have to book that time to get to know about their personal lives? Then we start sharing these practices and send a few survey, for example, where we start asking, how do we do that? How do we create that coffee time environment when we exchange those few minutes conversation, we start getting to know each other, start this you know, social interaction, but sometimes, which was interesting, just asking each other those simple questions. Oh, do you know how to book leave? Or do you, because not necessarily you want to ask your boss, <laughs> which most of the time, for some of those silly questions of the office environment. No, no. <laughs> the, or, you know, some of the, like, um, governance of the you know the, the office and the company some of those like silly questions that you would ask a colleague it doesn't actually happen in a remote environment 
and not necessarily in the middle of the day you can't just turn around and ask who is around right we are going to interrupt everyone is on a meeting it's not those questions sometimes you don't even want to write right so how did you do it so we decided to start creating these homeworkers catch-up for example it's christmas time uh we start having christmas virtual christmas gathering yeah which for me my heart broke when i realized some people never ever met a colleague in seven eight years they've been in the company right never been to a christmas party so i was like okay let's do and put our hats this year it will be normal everyone is having a virtual christmas seven years six seven years it was unheard right i mean it was not that fun so those are one of the things like to have some regular catch-up so we had this regular call where sometimes we're asking each other and then we found the code Ooh. so wherever you're working and using team zoom skype it doesn't matter slack whatever i've been suggesting this tip for uh, you know why few people now they move virtually is a keyword a code that you put on your update or your status oh that's clever they actually say i need a chat i need to talk to someone it means you know it doesn't necessarily need to be something that management knows because sometimes you just want a series of keywords that it's just something between colleagues right it's just then got to management or sometimes just to your circle of you know trusted colleagues and just say you know what i'm having some few minutes downtown i need to chat because i just have maybe one of those silly questions maybe i just want you know what my kids <laughs> you know didn't sleep last night i'm having a really bad day and i just need those five minutes pity talk and that's what we need right how do you share that code i mean you know where you put your name and you can change your name is that where you put it or whereabouts yeah yeah all, the, all of these you know i have this the status and i'm not gonna share the code no no of course it's not. been you know, used <laughs> over the years because i think it's just uh, you know it, it doesn't matter right which code you put it doesn't matter which silly word you decide you know to put or the symbol or anything right it doesn't really matter each one of us now is online you know you know you have that it can be the keyword you just type and you know what as soon as five minutes i'm just gonna go back to you just having those moments right and you can do this not only between colleagues, but you know what? And this is like, I've no idea how it's gonna happen now, is the amount of people that are now onboarded in a complete virtual environment, a company that was not initially set up with that, so it's still going through that phase, not necessarily the entire process is remote, and they're still working out those dynamics. All of these new people, you know, think about someone who just started working, it's very very early in the career very challenging to you know to train these people and you know remotely and i don't know will the bond will be the same i don't know i think many of us work for so many years in an office you know we know those dynamics and we're kind of like now adapted that type you know to remote environment but these people who knows then the all they know it's not office it's remote on a zoom call it's different i don't know how these people if um, they will have the same sense of belonging to the company how will work towards creating 
that bond and the sense of belonging that is required to feel part right of a team and a company do you think that there is an emotional attachment to the office as opposed to now we're going to have an emotional attachment to a virtual environment because i remember working in london and the bit that I really, really enjoyed was not the office per se, but the walk, walking along the Thames on the embankment. That was the thing that I enjoyed. I always enjoyed working from home because, I mean, I worked from home in 2000, right? I was working remotely, working in Madrid and being based in the UK. Is there an emotional attachment to the office or there was an emotional attachment to the office and now we have an emotional attachment to something slightly different? It's different. Our homes and our where we work and whereas maybe like you you know it was always been temporary but i loved going to back you know going to the office the branding you know just walk in the office see all those brands and feel like you are part of a big company you are part and but you know people are not gonna make for many years, okay, understand. Whereas, you know, many companies have been working remotely, but they always have the regular meetings, the regular, you know, which whatever is once a month, the quarterly. So for some people, it might be just one or twice a week. So, can understand. But now those are not happening, and they're not going to happen for a very long time. And it's different. It's um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting how each company is going to tackle the sense of belonging and if as a person you know and especially as a new starter you have the same emotional attachment yeah i'm thinking a little bit about something you just said which is branding and how do we get that branding across and talking about branding i had my kitchen changed only a few weeks back and it was quite interesting because uh, and this was a face-to-face first i turned up talked to the lady uh, and she said, tell me what you want. As I was talking, she started doing an, a VR, a virtual reality of the kitchen. And she said, go and have a look at the items that you want and then come back. So those 10, 15 minutes that took me to choose color and surfaces, she actually put it all on the computer and gave me a phone uh, well, virtual glasses and I put the phone there and I could actually see the kitchen that I had been talking about and how it felt. So that is a little bit about gaming and I'm trying to work out if uh, the branding will actually shift into the gaming virtual reality environment or how do you see that shifting? Well, it's actually interesting because many companies shift, many industries shifted seamless somehow to a virtual environment, one of the industries which I thought it was going to be challenging for them to switch was obviously conferences, right? Because it's all about meeting in person. And yes, all of them moved virtually. The two modes, you know, of communicating uh, still have a place. However, now it's everything is virtual. So what I found very interesting is all of these like big conferences, they actually started creating this virtual environment. So uh, WDBE, World Digital Built Environment in Helsinki. I was the keynote last year in Helsinki, right? Like September. Well done, yeah. (laughs) And this year, it just moved virtually, right? You challenge, had a lot of hiccups, was, you know, very early days. I can see now how, and then they use basically a gaming engine, right? Um, so 
and I can see like Autodesk did the same recently, Autodesk universities, and you can see how you create like the equivalent of the booth. So can you walk through it? Yes. Well, you can walk through it some sort of, yeah. And you can talk to people, you know, and you can create uh, Zoom, you know, itself creating the, the, you know, the rooms, right? So if you have this premium account, now you can have these uh, webinars and then you can create this, some sort of networking, you know, between the small groups. Interesting. Still, I don't think we'll be able to replace one-to-ones. A few weeks ago, I received an invitation to the lunch club. Ooh. And I no idea. Apparently, it's a company. I did research company based in San Francisco. And they just said, we're just going to invite you to this uh, new community. And I just say, yes, why not? Because I always try something new. Um, I'm always an early adopter. And then what happened is I found it fascinating. So apparently, it's all based by, you know, within like AI, right? Artificial intelligence who uses a set of keywords, your LinkedIn profile, and matches you with people that have the same interest. So all I have to do is Christmas week. So I'm not doing it Thursday and Friday, but you can set up one day a week and two, you set up a time and they found people with the same interest and then you receive an invitation and then you start having a chat. I met some amazing people. Because they are as amazing as you. <laughs> really interesting. Like people, of course, I will never have met people that had the same interest. Someone doing smart cities in Singapore, working for a big tech company. You know, some other people here in Sydney, in Melbourne. Fascinating, fascinating concept, right? Yes, maybe in terms of the gaming, start once again, trying to recreate what we can't have in person. Now I can receive a phone call. I actually had spent quite a few months uh, working with Saudi Arabia. I never expected to work with Saudi Arabia, but Saudi Arabia is just, can understand, it's just doing some, a lot of smart cities work, you know, how we implement digital twins, which is, you know, one of my specialities. So, of course, they, they, it just seems to be more natural, right, these days. We go internationally, we see who the experts are out there. It doesn't matter anymore where they're located. It's absolutely fantastic, isn't it? Because on the one hand, people are secluded a little bit at the moment. However, it has opened up a whole new world of being able to talk to people. I mean, I wouldn't be basically talking to you now based in Australia. We would have had to meet up in Mumbai or, uh, I don't know, San Francisco or somewhere, right? Or Latin America or Italy, actually. Now, it is easier because there's a higher expectation and we are learning that if we want to talk to people, we just talk to people, you know? wherever in the world. Don't you think that time spent away learning about each other and sharing actually some of the personal is actually perhaps what made our relationship stronger? And many of us are not going to experience that. And I think one of the, you know, the sad things is, you know, we are spending a lot of time working and the people that we work with is just not just about work. 
right? It's about how much we enjoy and learning about each other, also the way how we both work and how we can work together. You know, it does take some time. You know, in a virtual world, this is different. People you just met and you only met them virtually. But maybe you, you do. Maybe not at the beginning, and maybe we have to change our own expectation and our own perception. There's also the safety aspect, isn't it? At the moment, I was saying something via Facebook and everything was going very well. And then, of course, at some point, it was a little bit more complicated. There was kind of a scam that I managed to stop early enough. So there is an element of people being a bit more wary. We have platforms that we rely on that we actually trust a bit more. So trust now, I think, could be developed in potentially different bases than before. Before it was, we meet face-to-face -face and then we take it from there. Now we meet, but I also look at your profile. I also make sure that you exist. I also make sure that you don't want to scam me. Correct, these days, especially for like the local businesses, there was no need to have this huge social presence. Now, I have to push myself because otherwise I was not going to, to match my international lifestyle, which was obviously also to meet my personal need. <laughs> so I had to push a bit. But now I can see, you know, also from the type of customers approaching me that there is this need. And it's like, well, we have some great investors for our new tech, but they, tell, they told us we don't exist <laughs> because we haven't got anything. And I was just like, yeah, you need some marketing there. You need a website. You need a social presence. You need to, to be there to, to show who you are, who you have, because the credibility these days where we probably, as long as we knew each other and people, some people, you know, know each other, you know, the people in your town, you know, who is trustworthy. But now with those boundaries, international boundaries, you know, don't exist anymore. There was a particular specialism where I needed some support. And of course, in order to hire the skill, then you go to the platform and then it doesn't matter if the person comes from Colombia or Italy or Poland. It doesn't matter because now you will give the job to the best candidate. Yeah, so definitely. So obviously you're talking platform like Fiverr, people per hour. My business wouldn't exist if it wasn't for them. Why? Because a graphic, I don't care to assign a task, a great, great graphic, you know, like design to someone in India because mine doesn't have the perfect English skills, but the graphic skills and that they have, it, they are amazing and it's 10 times cheaper than hiring someone local. What for you would define a quality virtual experience? Because I'm Italian and I use my body language a lot and my hands and I think it just makes me, yeah, it makes me who I am. So my perfect virtual experience, I would say, it's, um, yes, try to replicate as much as possible your preferred way of communicating. Um, at the same time, be very mindful that everyone communicates in a very different way. And perhaps, you know, the other person actually doesn't really like. There are some people now actually thriving in this environment because they really struggled in an office environment because they're very, very shy and they absolutely don't like talking to people. And finally, and I know, my I live with one of them who's absolutely fine is you know perfect environment working from home nobody bothers him he can spend the entire day without talking to anyone and he's happy yeah so people like me 
are struggling. I, for me, those months in lockdown in a city where I don't know anyone, where I can't go and see anyone, meet anyone, it was not nice. Thank God I had WhatsApp people and video WhatsApp people. But there's another element there about self-awareness. If I know myself and I know that I need to go for half an hour run, I do so. If I know that at least I need to open the window if I am not allowed out and just get the, my head out, that's fine. But equally, if one thrives by talking to people, well, then one should actually make sure that every day there's a 10-minute, 20-minute conversation with another person, doesn't matter where, you know, there will always be someone awake on the other side of the world uh, to talk to us. Yes, but in fact, it's, um, you know what, it was part of what I created, you know, the lifestyle I created around me and my international jet setting, hopping from one conference to another, meeting, you know, customers in all over the planet, you know, the world, there was something that would just fit who I am because I'm a social person, because I'm a people person and I just have to meet people, right? But then it's, um, it's, it's challenging, you know, it was challenging. So for me, it wasn't challenging getting to use these tools because they were already part, right, of, you know, what I was used to. The challenging part was the challenge to lose something that I had, that I was needed, right? That is part of me. And yes, might be, you know, it's easy to say, oh, great, let's, you know, try to talk to people. Yes. But when you are 11 hours, uh, you know, with 11 hours different time zone difference with most of the people you know, challenging. It's okay. Give me a ring whenever you want. Uh, but, oh, you know, thank you. <laughs> talking about communities, how do these virtual spaces actually benefit a community? Does it? You know what? It's interesting because if you talk about, okay, community, right? You think about your local community. We talk about communities as a group of individuals, which maybe perhaps live in the same place, live in the same areas, have the same interests. Yeah. Can you call it? Yes, we have these online communities. So which where the boundaries, the geographical boundaries are broken, right? So it's more about often about the interest or just people that happen to be in the same place, on the same platform. Definitely there is more online communities, more opportunities to merge virtually. But then at the same time, I think the issue is we just have a bit too many. I don't know you, but I'm a bit overloaded of these online communities because we're not it's great if you need to sell great you got a community you have an audience of millions if you want to but you can't create and personalize your you know approach your interaction on a one-to-one -one in the same way right so it's great for you know to have this platform but i don't think we can replace them replace you know the, the type of community like local communities you know we are social people we do like social interaction so as i said even these like new tools and these communities like this lunch club you can see how it's on a one-to-one -one, so it's actually moving away from this trend and the need to just have an audience of millions sometimes you do need a one-to-one. -one. You do need the 
uh, feedback from the other person. You need to have that conversation and which you can't really get on those communities. So everything has a place. It's interesting. I actually talk to my neighbors 10 times more than, you know, I used to. And it was when we were all in lockdown, it was absolutely normal to just walk across the street and just talk to people and people that perhaps you never have met, but right? we were local community all going under the same, you know, living the same experience, like circumstances and kind of finding comfort within each other. You can you find the same feeling? Can you experience the same feeling? from someone online who's in a different city, yes, but never really going to be 100% because we need that human one-to-one interaction. Is there anything else that you would like to add? Yes. You know, life is a journey, yeah? we only going to get to experience this once in our lifetime, yeah? Because not many of us get to live more than 100 years, <laughs> right? Okay. So... And do you know what? I think this experience has been devastating from many, you know, personal process from it. It does need a lot of adjustment, but there is also, I think, a lot of good things are happening. And whereas I'm a huge advocate of digital transformation for many, many aspects of our life, um, especially, you know, in the business and as innovation, we need to digital transform and we can definitely do better and, you know, bring productivities. In my case, that's what I, you know, try to do every day in the construction industry. But from the personal and human, you know, perspective, the virtual world, I don't think it can replace completely. There's always going to be something missing. We're going to miss the smell, you know, of us and our parents and our sisters and our brothers and our friends, right? You can't replicate that. What we feel when we see these certain people. So I would say take the good things about it and learn what you can't have in the virtual world and make sure it's, yeah, pandemic proven. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So, uh, what is next for Christina Savian and Bwise? I think I will still carry on. I mean, construction industry does need a lot of, you know, transformation and it's an innovation and so definitely we'll carry on with the same sector. We can bring in new tech into the construction industry as well as, you know, helping the big corporate to digital transform. But I will say it's going to carry on. It's going to be more international than I have thought. So I would say maybe watch this space. I tend to post a lot what happens in my LinkedIn profile. So follow me on LinkedIn. I also run a column on acbusiness.com. Yes, keep following me. I'm a lot more positive of 2021. 2020 was really unexpected. Um, but 2021, hopefully, is going to be a bit better. From from the personal side, because once you you put your pillars right, you make sure, and obviously our personal life is very very important. Then the rest and the business, you know, will follow. This is Urban Jungle with your host Magda Flores. Thanks for joining. And if there is a topic or people you would like to hear from, all you have to do is drop me a line. My email address is urbanwsolutions at gmail.com. 
I invite you to listen to previous episodes such as acoustics or vehicle and transport well-being. This last one is in Spanish, Bienestar Vial. <laughs>